Hello and welcome to Everyday People Tuesdays at 2. My name is Vaibhav and thank you so much for watching. My guest today is Palash Chaudhary who's a self-taught software developer as you'll hear from him shortly. I want to apologize for some audio issues. I'm still figuring out the whole video podcast thing, so you might hear some traffic noises and some heavy breathing. Apologies. If you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for clicking the like button. Wherever you're listening, if you're in the mood to read something, you can find my latest blog post. I've been re-exploring my relationship with religion in the description. But for now, please enjoy Everyday People with Palash Chaudhary. Hello and welcome to Everyday People. Today my guest is Palash Chaudhary. Palash, welcome. Hello, nice to be here. Uh my first question always as a warm up to my guest is who are you what do you do and what is your current side project So my name is Parash Chaudhary as you have already announced uh what do I do so I am a software development engineer at Amazon uh, as we do mm-hmm. and uh, my current project is basically on some of the internal tools that we use at Amazon itself So I'm part of the global finance technologies team, and my job is to build tools for those teams. Uh, I didn't catch what team you were part of. Sorry. Global finance technologies. So called GFT, mm-hmm. in short. So basically, all the financial decisions that happen in Amazon, right? That uh, that's the task of GFT team to make as well as to enable. And you make tools for them. very nice um outside of work are you doing anything that like you would designate as a either as a hobby or as a side project yeah so i do work on a lot of various projects basically mm-hmm. for example i have my own uh, if you look at my data repository you will see a lot of uh, foreign projects over there mm-hmm. so i varying from projects on react or view the usual that project mm-hmm. as well as some back end projects Uh, on Flutter, Kotlin, uh, like one of these projects which I was working on to be able to download the manga. Right? Uh, there was no what do you call it official manga downloader web uh, apps on Play Store. So what I did was I built my own mm-hmm. in Flutter, and that as well Flutter and Kotlin both, and both are lying in the Arctic. Both have the Arctic archive right now. Yeah, because I imagine it can't be legal to download manga. No, it's fine actually. Uh, it's not illegal because I am basically saving it from a website. Right, from like an official website. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. Those projects are in part of the GitHub's. Uh, so there was this project by GitHub, right, where they put a lot of projects into their Arctic vault. Mm-hmm. These projects they actually went there. Oh, very nice. So you said you're a software engineer at Amazon, part of the GMT team. Yeah. Uh, what's your relationship like with your work? I know we've spoken offline about it, and you've said like a job is a job. I just yeah. wanted to delve a little deeper into that and understand like what your relationship is with your job. So uh, basically, a job for me, a job is little more than nine to five, but little less than my whole life. Mm-hmm. So what I want but i basically mean by saying this is i have some responsibilities i make some uh, promises while working right like i'll go into i'll finish this in time in this particular time frame i'll be implementing this right and i'm going to stick to that i'll i'll make sure that the deadlines are met uh, the usual corporate mumbo jumbo but 
not just in terms of corporate i take it as a personal responsibility as a personal uh, what do you call it moral moral thing that what i promise i will deliver hmm. and it's not just in terms of job this is something that i want to i keep practicing in my daily life also uh, if i am promising something i will do it even if i don't want to do it if i uh, like have some issues and if there's something that i cannot help with i will definitely ask to postpone it but as i do uh, like keep things whatever i promise i'll give it right i'll help with that so that's why i'm saying this is beyond 9 to 5 for me but it is less than life for me yeah so you care about it and you care about like your word right your word is your yeah. bond where, where does that come from like is that a, a a family value or is that something that you picked up in school or is that something that comes from inside like where do you think that comes for uh, from for you i would say it's part of the family values as well as moral science school moral science <laughs> something we just like uh, to follow hmm. that, that's something i i follow myself but like and and you know i'm very fortunate that the guests i get on the show are the types of people for whom their word matters and they like you know uh however it's not as common as one would think everywhere uh from a moral point of view do you find yourself like judging other people who don't have their own like who don't follow this or is it just for your personal code of conduct that you feel that you are uh, doing this uh I would not say I don't judge them, but I don't judge them harshly. Like from a moral point of view, I cannot relate to other people who are not able to follow this uh, this particular code of conduct. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am not like I would segregate them from my life. I would talk to them. I'll consider them poor peasants <laughs> in that sense. So I, for me, it's like I'm not able to re- uh, what do you call it? Relate to their approach on life. but okay they still their life yeah and this is my life i understand the difference in boundaries nice um so when you say that um i lost my tra- I, <laughs> i lost my train of thought no but i that makes a lot of sense to me like in the sense of like you're not you're not going to judge somebody because you're not living their life but you understand like okay maybe they're not as reliable and you sort of it's not about not reliable but what their actions i just can relate to them hmm. so it causes a little of discomfort for me because i cannot relate to how they are acting behaving right now how they are acting right now some things i can understand based on the uh, what do you call it the behavior regular behavior as long as it's not related to a moral principle i can relate it fine i mean i can understand it so you can think of it like my thought process over the time has become a more of a coding algorithm hmm there has to be a logic behind it if i can't find the logic i have a problem understanding that accepting the fact yeah. so you clearly are a computer science student uh you're not okay tell me about your schooling a little bit so i did my graduation and post graduation it was a dual degree basically uh, in geological technology which is basically earth science so it was a five year course on earth science and i got interested in computers from ninth class because around that time i was left alone with computers a lot mm-hmm. and for the first few months i think two or three months i was gaming a lot then i was like too much of gaming now let's create games right 
I want to have, I had started to have imaginations of things like this could be done better or this would make it really cool and I wanted to make that a reality. So that's actually how I got into programming. So you're self-taught? that's that's amazing uh, so you're self-taught and now it's become your job that you're a software developer yeah uh, why earth science uh, like why geological sciences as a degree so there are actually two reasons behind it i'll be honest with you one of the reasons was uh, like getting in uh, so this was one of the few subjects that was available in iit mm-hmm. and uh, my father and me also didn't really want to go into ISM or ITBHU for other courses mm-hmm. and the second which I think is actually much more uh, for me is that my uncle was in uh, a production director in Kyoto Technologies so he used to tell me about his adventures going out exploring stuff looking at if he would go out almost every month or mm-hmm. every two months for some exploration tasks. Right. And Rio Tinto is basically all about diamonds, right? So he would go almost all over the world and that was really cool. He would tell me about those adventures, what he used to see, how he used to store. And geology actually is a very interesting subject. Right. If you think about it, you are looking at a stone on the ground, right? Maybe you are going for a hiking trip, you are looking at rocks. If those rocks have their own designs and everything. For us, it's just painting, but for a geologist, this is actually telling the whole history of the area. Right. It's like that rock is the book of the area. Wow. <laughs> uh, do this is actually not, this is not an exaggeration to be honest. Yeah, because just like they're able to tell a lot of information about... Yeah, just there. looking at the rock. Just pick a rock and that rock will give you a lot of information starting from where it is and how it was even the orientation of the rock how it was before breaking off from the main segment all those things you can figure it out just by looking at the rock where, where the crack lines form what the shape of the crack exactly. is yeah okay exactly this tells how the earth moved how the history of earth changed i mean we, uh, this is the theory right earth, the whole earth was actually Pangea. yeah then it broke into two parts then Gondwana land and uh, one more I, I forgot the other one but the lower African portion was called yeah. Gondwana land right Gondwana yeah and we actually came from that section to Eurasia Eurasia there we go so you can actually see those things when you look at the rocks amazing do you find yourself using your degree in these fun ways and do you plan on ever like changing your career into something like that no, <laughs> you're firmly entrenched in development. Yeah, I, I think about uh, using my knowledge uh, when I look at the rocks and I go for hiking or some uh, visits to areas, uh, natural areas. But uh, the thing is, to do that, I have to rem- memorize a lot of things. I have to remember a lot of things and I have a very poor memory. Right. <laughs> so, I can, as long as it's a concept, I can understand. But if it's something that I have to mug up, I can't. Right. That's been a weakness for me and this is probably why I am sticking to computer science or IT jobs because I don't have to mug up anything. You can remember the basic concepts and like get around. I can remember the flow 
it's like uh, you are going from uh, your home to your office you can remember the path but you don't have to remember what buildings are there and what what is the timing of the red light all those things don't matter you just remember know that this is the path you will take a left from uh, you will take the second left then third right that's all you need to remember no need to worry about what comes before and after one so you kind of like you remember the logic of it and then yeah oh, nice you mentioned uh, that you played a lot of video games and then you decided to create games yeah uh, tell me about your uh, gaming hobby what are you playing nowadays and what what do you enjoy about video games for me video games are uh, a sense of a form of recreation to uh, recreation something for which i can actually relax mm-hmm. i can slow down a bit uh, stop thinking for a while right so generally when i am very exhausted i prefer to play games which have a lot of mindless action uh, i just press keep pressing buttons and you can uh, just move progress ahead for example the most recent game like that that i played was final fantasy mm-hmm. i could play it and i would say it is completely mindless action you have to still keep, uh, keep track of where the enemies are what's their attack pattern and everything but that becomes more of an instinct after a while it's not that complicated as elden ring or sekiro where you have you are uh, not that fast you attacks are not lightning lightning fast they are not infinite and you have to judge at every time how you are going to perform or that action you are going to take right but you are playing sekiro as well recently yeah. sekiro i am just playing because i just want to find out whether it is possible for me to be able to play that game at all or not hmm if this already in my steam library i decided to give it a try yeah. but again i don't enjoy it too much because as i said right it's it becomes more of a work grind for me more as compared to a relaxation form yeah i was recently thinking about restarting elden ring because on my pc i don't feel like playing anything anymore uh but it's just like you know it's it feels like such a commitment to jump into it yeah yeah i can understand so i kind of want to do it but later and instead i i'll like draw myself to other things like dnd or or to like these interviews or something else but i don't yeah. game as much do you find yourself outside of video gaming uh, what else do you do with your free time uh outside of video gaming i work on as a said hobby project mm-hmm. if i find some new to technology that's getting a bit of traction i would just learn it and try to build something out of it for example the most recent hype was rust so rust is rust okay rust i have heard of it yeah. <laughs> so rust is actually getting traction as an alternative to c and a lot of open source projects including the linux kernel and node.js mm-hmm. they are moving to rust because of a lot of memory management that it handles a lot of a very good uh, compiler error warnings that it gives so developers can make less issue less errors as they code as compared to c++ or other languages so i did try to learn it out learn it i know it i know most of it but i haven't really in, uh, done any projects on it but you are hoping to I am hoping to. I am trying to build, but again, that's something that is a commitment thing, and uh, you can get you get the point. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. With as you 
make time eventually i'm sure yeah. you'll enjoy it but for 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 the normal audience who's listening to this basically rust is a more efficient language than what is being used see like you said memory management this that yeah. and people are like not i don't understand any of it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so, so this is on the computer other than that i play piano oh uh, okay smaller version of piano not the bigger version so you can call it the mini piano the easy version of piano but still so I play yeah. that. I enjoy it. I haven't been able to do it for quite some time because of a lot of other engagements and distractions. But I'm trying to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes do 3D modeling. Oh, okay. Or draw stuff as my as my mind inspires me. So it's like my hobbies are very varied. I just want to create something always. It doesn't matter what it is. I did try dabbling into music also, but uh, creating music mm-hmm. was too much for me. Yeah, it's so quite complicated. <laughs> Why do you? Where do you think like this creators, creator mindset or not creator mindset? This creative spirit comes from. Like, why do you want to create? Uh, it's like create this feeling of creation, guys. Right? It actually gives a lot of positive energy. So. How I feel it is like when I'm creating something, I'm creating a lot of positive energy by doing that. Because as compared to destroying something, when I'm frustrated, I want to destroy a lot. But when I'm depressed, I want to create something. And unless I create something, uh, be it art, art form, be it drawing, be it uh, 3D model, as long as I don't create anything, I will keep feeling depressed. So it's something that brings me out of depression. Okay. So when I am depressed, these are I have this two prong strategy, three prong strategy. I listen to music, I develop work on a game or a side project that I am working on, mm-hmm. and I create some form of art or anything. For me, code is also an art sometimes. Of course, it is. Yeah, I mean, coding is an art form. As anybody can tell you. Anyone who is a coder can tell you. So now, when you mention depression, is this like a medical depression, or do you mean like the? Uh, no, downswing. Feeling a bit of down, like sadness. Not getting anything else. Not getting where I'm going with life, and something like. Sometimes there are a lot of things coming into mind, lot of things happening with you, and you want to figure. You are not able to figure everything out. Right. We can't explain everything, so it's not a medical. Dep- I won't say it's a clinical depression for me yet. Good. Because because of this three-prong strategy, I'm always able to get out of it. Hmm. Listen to music, kill some bad guys, and make something. Make some art. So, uh, like, why I ask? Obviously, you know, as my friend, that I have medical depression, right? So, yeah. I thought I found somebody to talk to about that. But that's it. Um, so, you say you listen to music, you kill some bad guys, and you create some art. Yeah. Um, in this, uh, do you find yourself having a lot of screen time? Basically, a lot of time in front of the computer. Not really. Actually, uh, in the second half, right? Hmm. Uh, when I listen to music, I'm listening usually on my phone, and I'm just lying on the bed doing nothing. For yeah, time. eyes closed and just listening. So zero screen time. Then when I'm killing bad guys, obviously hundred percent screen time. As for the third phase, it depends. Sometimes there's a lot of screen time. Sometimes a lot of thinking and paperwork. Paperwork. Okay. Uh, do you f- 
do you find that there's a joy to writing on paper or like ideating on paper versus ideating on yeah. a laptop so tell yeah. me a little bit about that i would always prefer ideating on a paper because it feels much more connected as compared to typing on a keyboard mm-hmm. because for me since coding is also my job when i am on a keyboard and a computer screen i feel that i am working hmm. i get that feeling in the back of my head that i am starting to work right so when i am dumping on paper it's like i am dumping my thoughts on something and it's easier for me because of you know physical touch yeah i'm using one right now like see i'm making note, notes for this meeting so um you also draw you said right yeah anything you've drawn recently that you can tell us about doodles doodles yeah uh have you ever been interested in playing dnd yourself or something like that like tabletop games board games nothing no uh, i would say that i'm not really a strategist as it is i my personal preference is a mindless model Yeah. And uh, strategy is usually a stretch for me. Even in RPGs, my usual go-to approach is get so high level that you right, don't have to worry about strategy. Just kill the boss. Right. I'm similar in that way. Like I have that grind mindset of like I I love grinding in games, and I like just like over level myself and then go and just easily cheese a boss. Yeah. Uh. So. In, in how old are you by the way 31 31 oh you're my age i'm also 31 yeah. so yeah. um as a 31 year old now you've told me a, a lot of things you're working with amazon you know you you're writing your own code projects you're playing games are you what's your level of satisfaction with your life i am quite satisfied with my life mm-hmm. the thing is uh, for me it's more like i get satisfied with what i have I'm not very passionate about things. As long as I'm able to work on things, I like. Right. You like being uh, in the present rather than like. Right. Right. I don't really plan too far ahead because planning too far ahead comes with a lot of risk, and mostly all those plans fail. You have to go ahead and make impromptu changes in the old year. Like there was this time. I one time I remember. Uh, from like i had my college in turkey mm-hmm. so from there to come home what i would do is i took a bus from turkey to delhi and uh, in delhi there is a place called kashmiri gate from there there is a metro which i would take till anand vihar or new delhi station so once i was coming from turkey uh, to home home town and i decided like i'll leave at this point Uh, if I leave from here, then I will reach Delhi by this time, and then I will take the metro and I will reach station by this time, and I still have a buffer of one to two hours in between. So if something goes wrong, I can still hmm. reach on time. If this happens, I will do this. If this happens, I will do this, and so on. I had a whole flowchart created in my mind. Yeah. And as would it would it would happen? Things happen beyond the flowchart. The metro broke down. Right. The bus broke down. Oh my God! <laughs> so the bus, oh, the engine of the bus, it overheated. So I had a two to three hours of head start, and yet I reached almost ten uh, to fifteen minutes before the train departure. Oh, right. So that was actually 
actually the point of time when I decided that now I'll stop planning forever. I'll just live in the moment and make decisions. I am. It's not like I don't make plans at all, but I have a rough sketch. Rough sketch, right? Like A to B to C to D. How to go A to B? That doesn't matter. That I'll decide when the day comes. Wonderful. Like, see, this is very foreign to me because uh, my whole family is anxiety-ridden. We we plan like super ahead. We'll get to the train station an hour before. We'll get to the airport like two and a half hours before. We're those sort of people, right? The fact that you were able to make a decision that I'm going to stop planning is and then stick to it is like super admirable to me. Just because that means like you're able to fight that like anxiety of it, right? The yeah. That's that's really awesome. I I think I should learn from that. I think it's not completely unrelatable to what you just said. Uh, like I said, right? I still make A to B to C to D the rough draft of the plan because that is something that I cannot get rid of completely. It's, yeah. I'm also. And that you shouldn't you shouldn't get rid of it completely. Also. Right. right. It's something of a requirement. Yeah. You can't always go completely over or in front to. But. Getting the fine fine things of the whole plan worked out, I stopped working on that. It's better to do as the situation supports, as compared to just plan out everything and do according to plan. So that's not gonna work. That never works. Amazing. So if I asked you to give like three pieces of advice to somebody in their twenties who's just starting a career, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Okay. A lot of times we are like we get into some place and we feel like we don't belong there. So just keep grinding. Eventually you will find what you actually need, what you actually want. But till that time you find it, just keep grinding whatever you are grinding. Because you need some place to something to keep you going. Right. Because depression is something that hits when you feel that your life has no purpose. As long as you are grinding, you have, know you have a purpose. It's to grind. It's to grind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the third thing, actually, never thought about it. I know. Luckily, <laughs> I never had to give advice to people. Well, now you are because somebody is going to be listening to this. So you've given two great pieces of advice: live in the present, keep the past in mind, and don't be scared of the future. And second is keep grinding; you'll find yourself. Something will come up. Give me one more, if you can. I would say know your limits. Know your limits. You don't okay. have to go beyond your limit. You don't have to go under your limit. No, but Dragon Ball Z taught us, no, you have to go further beyond. Our limit. <laughs> <laughs> so again, know your limits, right? That's an enemy. This is real life. Yeah. Any so particular reason why you say know your limits? Like any story that you can share with me? not much of a story but it's more of so when I say know your limits like I'm not talking about the potential of what you can do hmm. I'm talking about the limits of uh, reality to be honest for example limits in case of work-life balance hmm. 
as you said in the beginning, right? Job is a job, and life is a life. So there should be a limit of how much your job is including into your life. Because I, as a employee, have worked a lot. Hmm. Uh, spent like eight, fourteen to sixteen hours working hmm. daily. I don't think I even studied that hard for JE. So from that, I can say definitely that no. Decide that what limit you want to push, and how much you want to give to that. Because at the end, a job is not going to treat you more than an employee. Hmm. Company is not going to treat you. You might give everything for the company, but it's not going to treat you the same. So what you need to do is what is good for you, what is uh, satisfactory to you, and you should be able to answer to yourself. Right. I think uh, this is this should be one of the pieces of advice that I should have given. Do something that you can answer to yourself, and this is something that I have been following all my life. And uh, you must be already knowing this thing from uh, one of the famous speeches by Steve Jobs. Uh, he had a statement: If today was the last day of your life, if tomorrow was the last day of life. What you still do, what you are going to do. Right. So he had this approach in life, uh, where he every day said to himself, "If tomorrow was the last day of life, what you still do today, what you are going to do?" And if the answer is no, too many times in a row, then you know something has to change. That actually stuck with me. Hmm. So as long as I can justify myself why I am doing what I am doing, right, and I know that I will not regret it in the future. I'm going to do it. That's that's interesting because like you see th- this point like this this quote that you've given me about Steve Jobs seems to be contradictory to what you're saying is keep grinding. Right? Like it's almost like the the Steve Jobs quote says no look at what you're doing and see I, do I really want to do it? But then you're also saying even if you don't know what you want to do keep grinding at what you're doing. But then your first point was live in the present. Right, so there's like a, they fit together like a weird puzzle. Yeah, so it's it's actually a weird puzzle, and uh, I I can I can totally feel that. Uh, but the thing is, uh, you have to take this not on the literal value, but on the feeling. So you have to pick the respective aspects of each of these elements. Yeah. So like for example, live in the present. That is, think about what uh, what is good for you today. Right. Uh, but don't ignore. I mean, obviously, don't ignore about the future. So, when I say think of the present, what I'm saying is don't fret about the future, mm. or don't regret your past. Mm. That's what I mean by think of the present. Right. When I say keep grinding whatever you are, unless you figure out what you want to do in life. So at that point, what I'm saying is don't be depressed with your life. You keep doing what you are doing and try to still explore what you actually want to do. Yeah. Like you have a capability of doing things. Yes. Right. So, for example, right, I do a lot of side projects. Most people who work with me, who have worked with me in the past too, they say that they don't really get time to learn new things. They don't have time to explore side projects and everything. I was able to do that, and the main reason I was able to do that was because I kept to this approach. Keep grinding whatever you are. You will eventually figure out what you want. So I grinded during the work hours, uh, the work things, and I grinded 
to know what where my interest lies after the work hours. And uh, the third quote, right? Like, Do something you can answer to yourself is what you yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah, that's on more of what decisions I'm going to make. Right. So let's say you figured out what you want to do. Like, for example, let's say hypothetically, I want to go into completely into game development. Right. So I would ask myself this question. Let's say I go for game development, and tomorrow, let uh, I am not a very successful game developer. I am not able to get land a job in game development, or I get fired eventually because game development field is very hit and miss. Yeah, notoriously very difficult to maintain a career in it. Right. So let's say tomorrow, if something like that happens, will I be able to answer myself that if you didn't do this, we would have a lot better life. Hmm. So this is actually what I mean with uh, the approach that do something that you can answer yourself in the future. Right. For example, one of the reasons why I went, I actually tried for a. I mean, I am a dropout, dropper in J uh, course. That you can drop for the and give it second time, and I got qualified. So at that time, one of the things that came to my mind was, if tomorrow I am standing in front of an idea, will I regret that I didn't try it once more? Right. I right. do not regret that I, if I had tried, I would have come close. Right. I would have been. I would have felt similar to him or her. Okay. So that's actually what I mean with this point. Understood. To be able to answer yourself in future. I think you've like very clearly like elaborated what you wanted to say, and I've un- I've understood what you wanted to say. There's a line of practicality that runs through your entire logic. Uh, from what i understand from what i'm getting to know like about you you're, you're a very pragmatic person you're a very practical person um so i'm not going to ask you to like project out into the future but i will ask what is a project coming up very shortly for you that you're really looking forward to actually nothing nothing amazing no. you're going to pick something when when the time comes yeah when i figure out what i'm really looking for like for example uh this GitHub game jam, right? I would say that that's something I'm looking for forward to uh, to be able to create and submit an entry in that game jam. I think it starts in November. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to be able to make a submission to that. So that could be one of the projects that I'm really looking for right now. But nothing is set in stone, right? Let's say by November I figured out that something else is even more interesting. Right. I must switch to that. In in November for writers for for me and my people is uh, Nano Remo. It's National Novel Writing Month, which is yeah. a very bad. It's a very bad writing challenge, where people aim to write fifty thousand words in in thirty days, which means oh, they're writing one thousand six hundred sixty seven words a day. The the failure rate is like ninety percent or something. <laughs> I never attempt. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I'm writing a new story now. Uh, Mischievous is out, and the next story is Karsika and the Sky Islands. Aiming for that to be ten thousand words or something. Let's see how it goes. Uh, but this has been a wonderful conversation with you. As the last question, uh, promote something to the audience. Now it can be either something like 
you know this is all, this is where people plug their business or plug their instagram or whatever but in case you have nothing to sell you can simply promote either a movie or a book that you read or music that you like or a quotation that you live by like you shared a steve jobs quote with us give something to the audience to take away from this conversation have you seen the movie kung fu panda yes there's this line from that movie which uh, like I think that everyone should know about yesterday oh okay there is no secret ingredient I thought you were going to give me the other one which was yesterday's history tomorrow's a mystery yeah, yeah. That, that's a very old one everyone knows that everyone knows that one. <laughs> and that really doesn't matter but this one is something that really touched my heart there is no secret ingredient but you but you I think that's a fantastic um, quote to end on. This has been an absolute pleasure and privilege. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. We've been talking. We've been talking for thirty-six minutes. Does it feel like thirty-six minutes? No, I thought that we just started. <laughs> it always happens. Uh, so uh, th- that's all. I'm going to continue talking to my friend after we stop recording. For now, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Palash, palash. Say bye to the bye. audience.